Hey friend. So I know the feeling when your little one is four, five, or even six months, and you're approaching the time when they're ready to start transitioning to solids, and you hardly have enough time to take a shower or nap, let alone research products that you need to get started with baby led weaning. So if you like money in your pocket and you hate spending money on things just to find out you don't like them and you wish you bought something else in the first place, stay tuned because in this episode, I'm going to share seven products actually worth your money that I wish I had invested in from the start. This episode was created by popular demand and I hope it saves you both the time, money, and the frustration that you would otherwise spend researching or buying things that you're unhappy with. Hello and welcome to Thriving Foundations Podcast, where we talk all about nourishing your little one from their very first bite and beyond. If you're a holistic, crunchy, or health-conscious mama, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Alyssa, and like you, I'm blessed to be a mother, but I also happen to be a licensed pharmacist who's obsessed with all things natural and holistic. That's right. I'm a crunchy pharmacist, and I've made it my mission to help you optimize the health and development of your little one through protective nourishment so they can grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. So if you're hungry for more, let's dive in. All right, so I meant to record this episode a couple weeks ago, but then my allergies flared up and I lost my voice and I figured that I probably should not record a podcast sounding like a dinosaur. <laughs> so I just took the, took a little break and then last week I seriously just unplugged and took the time to be present with my family and it was just amazing. I feel like I've just been burning myself out and I, I think a lot of you can probably relate if you're a mom or a dad uh, and you're working, whether it be outside the home or inside the home, like our having children just sucks the emotional and physical energy out of you. And it's just so important. I didn't realize the importance of just letting go of what feel like emergent obligations to just be present and just let your mind kind of relax. And it's like, it was amazing. So I'm back. Here I am. I'm excited to record this. Someday, maybe I will be like those professionals who record weeks ahead of time and have a team to edit and post. But until then, it's just me trying to squeeze in time to record this podcast and edit it while also working outside the home and trying to be present as a mom and wife. And so I just, I just guard that relationship with my husband and my son so much. And I just know that, you know, we have to be, we have to check in with ourselves and we have to be aware of when we are pouring our energy into other things that are maybe going to cause our relationships to suffer. So that is my lesson for the day. My little nugget of inspiration, make sure you are checking in with your heart and what's important. And all those obligations will always be there. They'll always be there. All right. So before I dive in, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for listening to this podcast. I know I've said it before, but seriously, it warms my heart so much to know that there are so many 
people and little babies on the other side of this podcast whose health is potentially being transformed for the better. And for me, that is my motivation to show up. My birthday was last weekend and I seriously almost recorded an episode on my birthday because that is how much I love being here. I just, I I love it. I love sharing this information with you and makes me so happy to just think about all those little babies, your little baby who even if you walk away with one little nugget of information that helps your little one become their happier, healthier, strongest, smartest version of themselves, then my job is done here. So I I just recently connected with one of my listeners who also just signed up for my online course. And I just want to share you the message that she sent me. She said, hi, Yes, indeed, that is me. I stumbled on your podcast a week ago or so, and every episode spoke to my heart so much. In my life, I've learned to listen when God puts stuff in front of me that I'm needing, whether for my own health and now for my baby girl. I've loved baby-led weaning, but was feeling at a loss for what to feed her because, as you've said, a lot of baby-led weaning Instagrammers don't focus on the nutrition of what to feed. So long answer to your question, but yes, that was after I searched her down on Instagram and was like, are you the one who signed up for my course? So if you are familiar with the five love languages, words of affirmation is my absolute top love language. So receiving a message like that seriously means the world to me and reminded me of why I'm doing this, to serve and inspire you to approach baby-led weaning with intention and to nurse your little one in a way that defends their health from their very first bites and beyond. So thank you. I loved receiving that message. And if you also feel inspired by this podcast, don't hesitate to reach out and message me. I'm on Instagram at Thriving Foundations or you can leave a review. I did get my first review on Apple Podcasts, which maybe it's a joke because the name of the person was pooping right now. (laughs) But you know what? It still was an amazing review. They said, Alyssa is amazing. She is so knowledgeable about nutrition and what to feed your little ones. She also brings up a lot of those things that a lot of things that I've never heard before. Anyone who doesn't think a more holistic way of living is beneficial is obviously still asleep. I feel so much better with the knowledge I get from listening to Alyssa. Every parent should listen to this podcast. So I immediately text my husband and was like, did you leave this? And he's like, no, I promise. So whoever is pooping right now, thank you. (laughs) Your review was awesome and it gave me a little giggle. So, all right, let's move on. So anyone who knows me knows that I spend way too much time researching products like an embarrassing amount of time, but nothing bugs me more than spending money on something just to find out that it's not the right thing for me. And I wished I did a little bit of research before making my purchase, or maybe spend a little bit more on something that was higher quality or better suited to my needs. So I love the idea of having minimal materials in our life. I feel like it is brings us clarity. It helps us to focus on what is truly important. If you know, you've probably like when you clean your kitchen, for example, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's clean. Now I can think. I love that feeling. So I try to be really intentional when I do make purchases that they are ones that I'm not just hoarding things and buying things to buy them. So I remember when my husband and I got together with his sister and her husband, and we all watched a money in marriage seminar put on by Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, and a few other Ramsey personalities. 
I know, exhilarating, right? (laughs) But during the seminar, Rachel talked about understanding the psychology of money to help you understand your behaviors around money and spending, which of course is important in a marriage. Well, one of the things she talked about that just completely resonated with me was the notion that some people are acute, meaning that they value quality. When they are spending money on something, they are thinking about the quality of it. So my sister-in-law immediately looked at me and she was like, you are a total (laughs) cue. And this couldn't be more true. Now, if building a wedding registry or a baby registry felt like the world's biggest task because you had to research every single product from an apple cutter that costs $10 to a noise machine to find the very best one, you might be a cue. And don't even get me started on the cribs. The cribs, oh my goodness the number of hours that I spent looking at cribs or baby shoes. Who spends hours researching baby shoes? You know what though? I have no shame, no shame in my game. I think it is incredible how much you can learn when you do a little research. And I love to learn, so it comes easy to me, but it actually turns out that the type of shoe actually matters when it comes to supporting baby's foot development. So Anyways, I will not bore you with talks about shoes. I know you're here to learn about baby led weaning products, but if you ever do want to talk about shoes, then connect with me, send me a message on Instagram and we can nerd out and I can share you all my favorite baby shoes. So all that to say, my obsessive researching tendencies were no different when we started baby led weaning. And there's so many products out there, and I wanted to create this episode because I get a lot of questions about the specific products or the brands that we use, specifically those that are non-toxic that support baby's development. So I'm going to share with you the products that I feel are really the most important and why, and some brands that I really like and personally use. Like anything else related to babies and life, there are a gazillion products on the market that are strategically marketed to make you feel like you need them. You know what I'm talking about, those products that you end up spending money on that just end up taking space and you're left wishing you never spent money on them, but you don't want to throw them away because you spent money on them. So hopefully this episode will help to simplify things and even in inspire you to take a minimalist approach to baby led weaning because you truly don't need very much. And to make it easy for you, I will provide links to these products in the show notes so you don't have to worry about writing them down. Now, out of integrity, I'm only going to share products that we personally use and trust. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that most of these are in the pictures that we take and share and they've been we've been using them since the very beginning of our baby led weaning journey. Okay, so the first thing that you'll probably want to invest in is a high chair. I'm going to start with this first because this is likely going to be one of the more expensive purchases you make. So I would encourage you to think about a few things before investing in one so you don't end up like us with two high chairs stored in your attic because we took the third times a charm approach to finding our high chair that we have right now. We went through two before we found the one that we absolutely love. So the main things that I would consider before investing in a high chair Number one, this is for your sanity. What is the material and is it easy to clean? Number two, does it grow with your baby? So what is the weight limit? And then number three, how much space does it take up? Especially if you live in a smaller home or maybe you live in one of those tiny homes, uh, you'll want to consider how much space your high chair takes up. 
So our first high chair was one of those larger plastic ones with a super cute cloth cover and it lasted about one week before we bought a new one because, well, if you've never cleaned mashed sweet potatoes out of harness buckles, it is a serious test of patience. (laughs) So aside from the buckle fiasco that was easily remedied by using one of those larger t-shirt bibs or smocks, I did find that the cloth cover was quite the task to take off and put back on every time I needed to wash it, which was pretty much every meal in the beginning or at least once a day. So that high chair taught us the very important lesson that we should have invested in a chair that is easily cleaned. (laughs) So that is the first, the material, easy to clean. So that leads to our second high chair, which was one of those travel chairs that attaches right to the table. So initially, I really liked this one because it didn't take up a lot of space. Well, it didn't take up any space at all. (laughs) And it was fairly easy to wipe clean. And when it did require washing, you can actually take the entire cloth cover off and throw the entire thing in the washing machine. However, I did find it a little bit difficult to get the cover off and on. So I'm not sure. I know there's a couple different brands that make those travel high chairs and there might be some that the the cover is easier to take off. So if I were to buy that one again, I'd probably look a little bit more into that and read reviews on how easy it is to take the cover off. However, it really wasn't that difficult and it was fairly easy to wipe clean. Uh, Really, the only downside to that chair was the weight limit. It only holds up to 35 pounds and it does not have a footrest. But we did like that chair for the time that we did use it. And it's definitely nice to have, especially if you travel a lot or uh, you go out to eat. Although, I mean, places have high chairs when you go out to eat. But if you're going to family's house that that you would just want to bring a small chair, my in-laws keep it at their house so that they can just attach it to the counter when our son comes over and then take it down. So we we did like that one, but again, the weight limit and then it does not have a footrest. And I'll talk about the importance of a footrest here in just a minute. So eventually that led to the third and final chair that we got that we are for sure sticking with. Uh, we finally invested in the trip trap high chair by, I think it's pronounced Stoke or Stokey. I'm not really sure, but honestly, we have not looked back. I had my eye on this chair from the very beginning, but honestly, it was the cost that held me back. I, I looked at it and it was like, it's like two, between two and 300. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not spending that on a high chair. But honestly, I wish that I truly just invested in it from the start <laughs> because this was hands down probably one of the best purchases we made and it will last many, many years. So, and I don't even make commissions sharing this with you. I love this chair. So there are definitely similar high chairs out there that are less money, but I definitely think this was a hundred percent worth the investment because it pretty much checks off all the requirements for what I think is an ideal high chair. It's wood. So cleaning it is seriously a breeze. It can just be sprayed and wiped down and you don't have to, you know, take the cloth covers off, put them in the washing machine, get food chunks in the washing machine, and then get talked to by your husband. (laughs) Don't have to worry about that. So it's super easy to clean. It's fairly compact and it doesn't take up a whole lot of space, which I really love. And a bonus is that it grows with your baby. So it supports up to over 200 pounds, like 242 pounds is the max weight limit, which is insane. So your little one can use this from when they are an infant 
And then you can literally send them to college with it. <laughs> so, but my absolute favorite thing about this chair is that it pulls right up to the table. So this is important with baby led weaning. It's it's amazing that your little one can sit at the table with you and be a part of mealtime. That's one of the big things about baby led weaning is helping your little one to become an independent eater. And part of that is just modeling how to eat. Our children learn more by watching than they do by us teaching them. So I love that this can just pull right up to the table. Your baby can feel included and they can watch you eat and learn. Uh, really the only downside with this chair is it is more costly, but when you consider how long your little one can use it and it kind of adjusts as they grow, I think it's a great investment. Now, of course, I know that two, $300 is uh, just not an option for some people. And in that case, a, a really good option is the Ikea chair. This one is plastic. The entire thing is plastic. So it's super easy to clean. And the best part, it's only 20 bucks. It's like a complete steal. I actually know people that would put this entire chair in the shower or take it outside and spray it down. If you put it in the shower, Put like a washcloth on the drain so you're not washing food down the drain because you're likely going to have an issue then. But anyways, so the only downside with this chair is that your baby can't sit right at the table because it is, I think it sits a little bit higher than a table, but they can sit close. So you don't let that be the deciding factor. And then eventually your little one will grow out of this chair and you'll have to transition them to sitting at the table or sitting in a booster of some sort. And then it also doesn't come with the footrest, but there's actually a company I stumbled across that makes footrests, which is awesome. And they can be attached right to the chair. They fit the Ikea chair, but I think they fit all types of high chairs, but super awesome. I'll link that in the show notes. But considering the cost, I think this chair is a great option. So regardless of the high chair that you get, you'll want to make sure it has a footrest as this is important for helping to stabilize your baby while they're eating to help them feel more grounded and stable. So this might not seem like a big deal, but your little one is still working on developing their core strength. So we want to make sure that we are supporting them by providing them with that kind of stability so they can just focus on what's important, which is eating, chewing, and most importantly, swallowing safely. So if your chair does not have a footrest, that doesn't mean that you should go throw it away. <laughs> I've seen people get creative and make their own. Even taking, I've seen people that have the Ikea chair and they just take like workout bands that you would use to work out with. And they they stretch that around two legs of the chair so that their little one can put their feet on that workout band. So regardless of how you provide a footrest, I would encourage you to make sure your baby has some way to help stabilize themselves because not only will it make it more safe while they eat, but it's going to make it more, more enjoyable and less frustrating for them as they're just going to be able to focus on eating, chewing, and swallowing safely. And therefore they're going to enjoy the learning process more. Now, technically you could probably get away without a high chair. Some people question whether or not you actually need one. But I personally think it's ideal for allowing your baby to sit and eat independently, especially if you're doing baby led weaning. That's the whole goal of baby led weaning is to help your little one eat independently. So if you are trying to sit them on your lap and hold them, you're likely going to be kind of struggling to prevent food from getting all over you. And that's just going to kind of interfere with your, your little one being able to just 
be in the moment and explore food, get messy, do what they need to do to learn how to eat independently. So I, I definitely recommend a high chair. And again, the things that I would consider before making the purchase are what is the material? Is it easy to clean? Will your baby grow with it? So how long can they use it before they grow out of it? What is the weight limit? And then lastly, how much space does it take up and does it have a foot rest? All right, so we've got your baby in a high chair. There they are, sitting cute as a button. Now they're going to need something to eat out of. So sure, you could probably just put the food directly on the tray, but using a bowl or a plate is going to make feeding so much easier and more enjoyable for your little one. I talked about these benefits in the last episode, episode seven, which I share tips for making baby led weaning easier for not just you, but your baby as well. So if you missed that episode, click the little play next button, add it to your queue because there are so many good nuggets of information in that episode. So the main things that I would consider before buying these dishes are the material and how practical they are. So considering your little one is eating multiple times a day, you're going to want to make sure they're non-toxic. Reducing the toxic burden that we place on our children is one of the main areas of focus in my online course because this is an essential element of defending or protecting their health, right? We want to reduce the amount of toxins that we are exposing them to because that is just going to ultimately help them to grow into their strongest, happiest, smartest, and their healthiest self. So some of the materials that I personally prefer are wood, silicone, and stainless steel. So when thinking about the practicality too, you'll want to look for products that make your life easier and your baby's while also encouraging independent feeding and development for your little one. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably noticed the cute little bamboo bowls and spoons that we have used since the very beginning of our baby led weaning journey. And those are made by Avanchi, I think is how you pronounce a company. So we have loved their products from the very start, and I was drawn to them not only because they're beautiful, you can't deny they're beautiful, but they're also free of some of the common toxins such as BPA, BBS, PVC, lead, and phthalates. So I love their products, and I stand behind them, but honestly, after talking with the co-founder of the company, I 110% stand behind them love what their company stands for. Not only are their products non-toxic, but they're sustainable as well. And I just think that that is something that I feel comfortable using with my son, especially with things that he's eating out of. The one thing that he's using multiple times a day that he is touching food that he's putting in his mouth. So love their company. And they're also the only brand that I have found that makes stainless steel bowls and plates that suction. And I think this is amazing because I feel like there's not a lot of baby dishware that is made out of stainless steel. It's not your typical kind of material, but I think it's perfect because it is non-toxic. You don't have to worry about some of the icky chemicals that are in the plastics. And then also it can be put in the dishwasher, which I'm so excited for because if you know, you know. (laughs) So I'm super excited to get the stainless steel ones. And then they also just released a new silicone suctioning bowl that we're also waiting on that doubles as a travel bowl. So it comes with like a little lid. So that's super awesome because you can kind of put little snacks in there, pop the lid on it and take it with you, throw it in the diaper bag. So 
Those are honestly our go-to with the the bowls and the plates. We did have one of those mats that you can kind of put on the high chair tray and it's like a bowl built into the mat and we did like it. The only kind of downside I would say is it was a little bit, I mean, not super hard, but a little bit more cumbersome to wash in the sink just because it's this big mat and it's kind of gets water everywhere. And I personally don't like putting the silicone in the dishwasher just because I feel like it kind of picked up a little bit of the detergent, if that makes sense. You kind of take it out and it smells of detergent a little bit. So I really like the smaller, the kind of just the bowls that suction that I can just, you know, wash, wash, wash with a little sponge. That's how you do it with the sound effects, wash, wash, wash. Um, but the stainless steel, I will a hundred percent of the time throw in the dishwasher probably because it doesn't pick up that detergent smell, if that makes sense. Okay. So we've got your baby in a high chair. They're sitting there with their little plate of food. How are they going to eat it? Well, starting out, they'll probably just use their hands to touch and explore the food, which I would definitely recommend letting them do that because part of learning how to eat first is exploring it, right? Like this is a form of play for our baby. We want them to feel those textures I talked about in one of the previous episodes while your baby is getting messy and touching and exploring that food. That's helping their sensory development, which is important. We want our little ones to be exposed to multiple textures and temperatures and smell to stimulate their sensory development. But once you're a couple months into baby led weaning, I think it's a great idea to introduce utensils, even if your little one isn't eating right away, which they likely won't be. (laughs) They'll likely hold the utensil in one hand and then put food in their mouth with the other hand, but that's okay. So I prefer the good old spoon and fork or even a spork, but I suppose you could attempt to teach them how to eat with a chopstick. I've seen it before. Have you ever seen a baby eat with chopsticks? It's literally the most impressive thing in the world and adorable. So, but we did the spoon and fork and the spork, but we decided to stick with the good old spoon and fork. So for the first few months, like I said, they'll likely just hold it. But over time, as your baby sees you using the spoon or fork, they're going to practice. And eventually one day they will surprise you and pick up a strawberry with their fork, transfer it to their mouth and or scoop a spoonful of yogurt and manage to get most of it in their mouth without spilling it. And one day you'll look at them and be like, wow, the floor is not a disaster. <laughs> I remember those were like pivotal moments in our baby led weaning journey. I was like, there's no food on the floor. We need to document this. Take a picture. So the more your little one has practice with those spoons and forks, the the better they will get, right? Like anything else in life. So I prefer using the silicone utensils initially because your baby will likely end up just chewing on them most of the time. And But once your little one gets a little bit older, I love stainless steel because They are one easier to pick up food with the fork. I think it's easier to actually, you know, fork the food and mark my words. It does not matter how fun or colorful their eating utensils are. They will want to use your silverware because that's how toddlers work. (laughs) So again, Avanchi wins in my book because they have the, the little bamboo spoons and sporks with the silicone tip that I really love using when baby's smaller. But then they have the stainless steel uh, spoons and forks that your baby can use so that they have forks and spoons that look just like yours. 
And on top of it, there are spoons and little sporks come in all different colors. So that's super fun too. All right. So these are just the ones that we like. We used a couple other ones, but ultimately we kind of just stocked up on these. And I know that there's a gazillion utensils out there, so I'm not saying that the other ones are bad per se. These are just the ones that we kind of were drawn to. Again, I like the company. I like what they stand for and I, I trust them. So that's just what we found ourselves using. And I love, love, love that they have the stainless steel ones for when your little one gets a little bit older. All right. So your baby's got everything they need. They're chowing down. How are we going to keep them from getting covered in food? (laughs) So it's usually just easiest to have them in nothing but a diaper. That's kind of my go-to so that they don't get food all over their clothes. But eventually you might want some sort of bib, even from the start. We did use those kind of full cover ones. It looks like a little shirt that you put on them that covers the baby's arms completely. So we did use those, but I I did think that they were a little bit harder to clean. I mean, not hard, but you just kind of had to bring the whole thing to the sink and spray it down. And then I guess if you kind of, if you have an area where you can let it kind of hang dry, then you could probably reuse it um, rather than having to wash it every single time. But they're definitely nice for when your baby is wearing clothes. Like if you're going somewhere and you're out and about, it's nice to throw it on so you don't have to like strip your baby down just to eat, especially if you're out in public. But anyways, so the other bibs that I really like are the silicone ones that have the little scoop at the bottom. So those are nice for older babies who are a little bit cleaner. Again, they don't provide the full cover, but they're still inevitably dropping food. We did have this like full smock. It, I think it's made by Grabby's and it's, I mean, it's ridiculously big. It like covers, it's supposed to cover the high chair tray too, but I don't really know. doesn't make sense to me. We would just put it on, over my son completely. And that was nice. But again, it's kind of cumbersome to bring it to the kitchen, spray it down without getting water everywhere. So usually it's just so much easier to have your baby in nothing but a diaper And then if they do get crazy messy, just pick them up, bring them to the shower, bring them to the bath, whatever, and get them all cleaned up. So perfect. Baby is going to town exploring food. Now, eventually they're going to need something to drink. Unless you're nursing, you're likely not going to be standing at the table, leaning over them, whipping out the boob. You know, probably not, but to each their own. (laughs) So because I'm a fan of encouraging baby's development, because they truly are capable of learning more than we realize sometimes, I usually just say ditch the sippy and go straight to the open cup and or water bottle during mealtimes. I, I know a few speech language therapists, and I know that this is something that they often recommend. It's just skipping the sippy cup. I feel that because sippy cups are so prevalent and heavily marketed to parents, I think we sometimes just fall into believing they're a necessary step. And I say that with personal experience because I was there. When I was making my baby registry, I remember it's like, okay, we need the bottles and then the, and then we need the sippies and and then we'll need this. And it's just like you feel like because they're made and they're marketed that you need them. But your little ones are truly capable of learning how to drink from an open cup. So easy peasy and green sprouts 
Both make silicone open top cups that are perfect for learning. So the easy peasy one I like, I like because it's really, really small. And then the green sprout one has handles. So that's really nice too. And in the beginning, I would just put a tiny amount of water in because your little one will do one of two things, like probably almost guaranteed. They'll either dump it all over their food and then make a sloshy mess and then not eat it, or they'll throw it back and take a giant big gulp. And you know, that's how they learn. But (laughs) so they will guaranteed mark my words, do one of those two things. So I would just recommend putting just a small amount of water in there. And then for those times when you do need a covered cup, like when you're at grandpa and grandma's and they don't want water spilling everywhere. I personally do like the Munchkin 360 cup. We use the stainless steel one. I know there's kind of mixed opinions on that one. I feel like it's similar enough to an open top cup with just a little seal at the top, but maybe I'm completely wrong. We liked it though. You know, you, you can only do what you can do. And sometimes you need those sanity savers. And for us having that is nice when, you know, those mornings when we don't want to get covered in water or we don't want water all over. So, and then for water bottles, I prefer stainless steel. Again, no surprise. Um, But those can be a little bit heavier for younger babies. So I generally would say use those kind of for older babies around 15 months and up. And my absolute favorite one, hands down, is the stainless steel kid bottle by Camelback. Now I ordered two different ones and I realized that they have two different style lids. One where the silicone mouthpiece just pops off, like you can bite it and pull it off. And then the other one, the mouthpiece can only be removed by taking the lid off. And so I prefer that, especially for younger kiddos, just to prevent choking. So I will link those, of course. So that is for sure one of our favorite, favorite water bottles. Definitely will be buying more of that one uh, in the future. And the other water bottle that we really like that we have been using for a while now is the Berkey Sport Bottle for my son. So we used this when he was younger um, because it's the the spout that you drink out of is just a straw. So he was able to learn how to drink from it um, at a pretty young and we still use it. And the reason that we love this one is because it has a filter built in. So we absolutely love this because our son, we send him to daycare a few days a week and it's nice that we can provide them with a bottle that they can just fill with tap water and it can be filtered. Um, or if we're out and about at friends' houses or at a restaurant or at grandma and grandpa's house, it's just nice that we have that reassurance that we have a way to provide him with filtered water because that is so, so important. Probably a topic for another episode in the future, but the, the contaminants that are in our water is a very big issue. And it is something that if we want to defend our child's health, we have to be aware of, right? Water makes up what percentage of our body? It's like 60 to 80%. Don't quote me on that, but it is a very, very large amount. And there are pharmaceuticals in our water. There are things like chlorine and fluoride, things that are affecting our gut health. So there are things in our water that we have to be aware of how they affect our health, especially if we want to help our little ones be their happiest, healthiest, strongest, smartest self, right? So uh, I would say that this bottle, one thing to consider is um, it is a little bit on the bigger side and the straw mouthpiece can pop out. So not like a huge 
a huge deal because we don't let our son walk around with it, mainly because we don't want water everywhere. So we just, it's up on the counter. And if he wants water, he tells us that he wants water. So we can just hold it. I mean, it's not that heavy. You fill it up halfway and then it's not as heavy, right? So just some things to consider, but ultimately it's been an amazing water bottle and we have a way to have filter water when we're out and about. And again, my son was able to learn how to drink out of it from a very young age. Whereas the camelback one, you have to kind of bite and suck, but still kids are amazing. They learn, they figure it out. They just play with it and then they learn. So your kid is smarter than you realize. All right. So before I share one of our most used products, drum roll, just kidding. I want to ask you to envision something. Envision taking a juicy lemon, you know, like the bright yellow lemon that you pick it up and your mouth is just watering, holding it, and you're holding it in your hands. And it's the perfect balance between plump and soft. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like, oh, that's a nice lemon, (laughs) but it's still a little firm because it's full of juice. Now imagine taking that lemon and placing it on the cutting board and taking the sharpest knife and cutting it right down the center. Now you pick up one half of the lemon, juice is pouring all over the place, and you squeeze the sour juice in your mouth. Is your mouth watering just thinking about it? Mine is. Hold on. (laughs) So did you know that our digestive system kicks on before we actually put food in our mouth? So just envisioning eating a lemon can trigger that saliva production, which is one of the very first steps in digestion. When our body senses food is coming, saliva production ramps up and digestive enzymes are released to prepare for that very first bite. Okay, probably wondering where are you going with this? Involving your baby when you're preparing a meal is a perfect way to not only help optimize their digestion, but help them to learn about food and learn about cooking and and everything that goes into it. And obviously you want that to be age appropriate. So for younger babies, letting them play with the fresh herbs, for example, or a full carrot is, is perfect for them. And then as they get older, letting them climb up to be at counter height and help. So a simple way to do this, I remember I was cutting mushrooms one day and then handing them to my son and asking them to put them in the tray. So as he's doing that, he's holding the mushrooms and he's looking at the mushrooms and he's smelling the mushrooms. And so as they are helping, all of their senses are activated as they're seeing, they're hearing the cutting, they're smelling, they're probably tasting a little bit and touching the food. All of that helps to activate their digestive system and tell their body that food is coming. But it's also helping to teach them about food and cooking. And this can help reduce the likelihood of picky eating because if your your little one is more likely to try something, by the time it gets to their tray and they see a mushroom, they're like, I know what a mushroom is. I helped mommy prepare that. So that leads me to one of our most used products a Montessori learning tower. So this is a little wood learning tower that your little one can climb up and be at counter level. So we personally use the one from Sprout or Sprout Kids because it's a little bit more compact and it doesn't take 
up as much space in our kitchen and we can actually just put it in the closet because some days you just need to put it away (laughs) because our son will just grab it and slide it to wherever he wants it to be and climb up and get to the sink or get to the counter. And some days it's just like, all right, I just need you out of the kitchen. So we love that one. I've seen people make them before with, I think, like a chair and a stool. I You can get creative. I'm sure you can look it up. But we personally love the one from Sprout or Sprout Kids because it kind of, you can adjust it as well. So we love that. And I think that is awesome because then it's your little one. So my goal is by the time my son is three, he is washing his own dishes. Like mark my word, if you follow us on Instagram, he will be three years old washing his dishes. So I just find this important. I love the idea of believing that our children are capable of uh, being self-sufficient and independent. And it does take an investment of time and energy because yes, it's so much easier to just grab their dish and wash it and just let them go play than it is to, all right, climb up in your tower, get water all over the place. But I think that it is an incredible gift that we can teach our children. So that's why I love the Montessori Learning Tower. So we've got your little one involved with mealtime. From the very beginning, they can help with the preparation of food. We've got everything they need to learn how to eat independently. But what about when you're traveling or when you're going to daycare or grandma and grandpa's? You're going to need something to carry their food in, right? So this leads me to the last product worth your money, which might be one of my favorite finds. I'm seriously so giddy the planet box. So this is a little stainless steel lunchbox. And for reasons I already stated stated before, I prefer stainless steel. And it is the cutest little stainless steel lunchbox. And it comes with little magnets that you can personalize. Well, not personalize, but different magnets that you can choose from to put on the front that makes it a little bit more kid-friendly. So we send our food to daycare because, well... That'll be a story for another episode. (laughs) But we um, choose to send our own food to daycare. And I've found that there's not a lot of options out there for stainless steel lunch containers, especially for children. So we ordered one from Amazon that was like a plastic one, but then it had stainless steel containers uh, that you put inside the little plastic tray. And at first I liked it and actually bought another one, but ultimately I really wish I didn't get it because it kind of became a hassle washing the individual containers and it was really just kind of poor quality. So this the Planet Box one is just incredible quality. It comes as one unit so that you can throw the whole thing in the dishwasher if needed, but it comes with little silicone or stainless steel individual containers that you can put snacks or food in, whatever. And then it comes with a nice little fun carrying case with a little water bottle pouch. And they make a water bottle too, which is awesome. So we love it. Like hands down, I think I'm, I've been thinking about doing a giving a giveaway on my Instagram soon. I'm approaching the 1000 mark of 1000 people that have somehow been interested in what I share. And I'm thinking about when I hit that, I'm like, that'd be a good time to do a giveaway and just buy one of these planet boxes to give away because I seriously love it that much. So that's it. There are a gazillion products out there. You work hard for your money. You don't want to waste your money on things that are ultimately going to be thrown in the closet or not contribute to your little one's health and development. And so these are the seven things that I think are worth your money. And I'm confident that you will not regret investing in. 
if you do, you know what? Message me and be like, your advice was worthless. But I am confident that you will be like, wow, I love this. And I'm so happy that I invested in this. So I hope this helped to simplify things and even inspire a minimalist approach to baby led weaning. So if you found this helpful, I would absolutely love if you shared it with another mama who is interested in baby led weaning or planning to introduce solids soon. Now check out the show notes for all the links to the products I talked about, as well as discount codes for some, not all of them, but for some of them, I am able to offer you an awesome discount. And until next time, remember, it is so much easier to defend your child's health than it is to fight to get it back once lost. And mama, you have the power and the duty. It's your duty to protect your child's health and nourish them in a way that is protective. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. For legal purposes, I just need to remind you that the information presented in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not meant to be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition or to replace the advice of a physician or medical practitioner. Please see your healthcare provider before starting any new health protocol. Some of the views and information shared in this podcast are not widely accepted by the medical community and may be considered complementary, functional, alternative, holistic, or integrative medicine and may not be endorsed by governmental institutions or align with governmental guidelines. You are encouraged to consult other sources to make independent judgments to determine what is best for your child.